morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on what time you're listening to this. My name is Tori, Tori and you're tuned in to know on Thursday, even though technically this comes out on a Friday. I don't know what time you're listening to this, but basically, I forgot to record on Wednesday, because I recorded with my sister, our podcast, me and my sister, aka Mum's podcast, which I've linked in the prior episode, but I'll link our um, Spotify I'll link our Spotify podcast so you can have a check. But basically, we recorded uh, three days early because this weekend, um, my mum's coming down and my mum's sending my sister over the... Anyway, it's a long story, but basically, we recorded a couple of days early. Usually, we record on Friday, but we recorded on Wednesday, so it kind of threw me off a little bit. Anywho's, I'm here. I'm here. And I wasn't going to record today. I wasn't going to put out anything this week, but I thought, no let's be consistent you've only technically missed one week so let's not make it any bigger than that let's not do that as they say um the moment you miss two consecutive whatever you're doing in life if you miss two in a row you're more likely to drop off so just don't ever miss more than two in a row like when you miss two in a row you're more likely to drop off or is it three in a row I think it's two in a row or three in a row. Like, if you're doing something consecutively, the most they say to to do to, to miss is two. Is two in a row. Because if you miss... The moment you miss three in a row, or is it two in a row? I need to check it. But basically, don't make it any more than two, is what I'm saying. And I've already missed one because of my exhibition. And that was a very, very, very valid reason as to why. So me forgetting because things moved around is not a valid, a valid enough reason. Do you know what I mean? I've missed a couple Thursdays, but I haven't missed the week that week. So I'm going to do it. I'm out here. So basically, I thought I didn't have anything to talk about, but I said it all the time. Then I end up chatting away for like 40 minutes. So first of all, how are you doing? My three listeners. I feel like I've got three, I feel like I've got three listeners. Um, let's check in. So how are you guys? How are you doing? If you are not one of my free listeners, because I'm thinking um, Marie Solange, um, Gemma and Jason. Um, it's usually those three that give me feedback. Tamsin sometimes too, but I'm, I'm sure Tamsin listens, but she probably doesn't give me feedback every week. But anyway, you four are the people that I know listen because you give me feedback. If you are not one of those four and you're listening at any point in time, this could be 15 years from now. Give me your holler, message me, shout me and be like, Tori, I was listening. I'm going to say this at the end so you don't forget to actually say it because you say it in the beginning and then people forget. Um, but I hope you guys are all good. My four, five, six, seven listeners. I hope, I hope you guys are all good. And Tori listening from the future, I hope you're good too. So, one thing, so obviously this week was my birthday. Or not this week, but the week that's gone has been my birthday since I last spoke to you guys. It's been my birthday. Zop, zop, zop. I think I said that at some point. Anyway, it was my birthday. Didn't do anything on the Sunday. Um, and I didn't really feel a certain way about it. I think usually what happens now is, I think it was a couple of years ago where if I if it was my birthday and I didn't do anything or nothing happened, I always felt a bit like, oh, you know, sad. No, no, no one ain't holler. No one ain't, you know what I mean? Even people have hollered, people said happy birthday, people ask me what you're doing, what you're doing, what you're doing, what you're doing, sorry, which is lovely. Um, but I've realised I'm blessed throughout the year. Not to say like, oh, because I'm blessed throughout the year, people don't have to do anything for my birthday, or don't have to celebrate my birthday. But I feel like I'm so blessed and so, um, yeah, like just so blessed and like humbled and like, you know, like just have so much abundance. 
oh that's interesting that I said that so much abundance throughout the year that it doesn't feel like I'm lacking on my birthday does that make sense I always get birthday messages which is beautiful you know people was like happy birthday happy birthday all the rest of it um probably more so this year because I try to do like a little thing for my birthday so people actually know when my birthday was this year whereas every year I never put it on socials people never know unless someone po- posts it on socials then I might like repost it people are like oh my god then people kind of like happy birthday but I never put it on socials I never say today's my birthday I never do that it feels weird to me to do that I used to do it before when everyone used to do it it just feels very weird to be that post and be like it's my birthday today it feels very weird I don't know like even though I did it, I just thought this feels like outside of me to do that Anywho's, no shade to anyone that does it, but it just feels weird to me to say it's my birthday. It's it's kind of like saying it's my birthday. Tell me happy birthday. That's what it feels like to me, and I'm like, mm, I don't really need that. It's not that deep. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, so that happened. All that all that happened. Cool. Boom. I went to my niece, who is not a baby. Every time I say niece, she think of a child. She's in her twenties. She made me a cake. The cake is the cake was buff. Like it was actually a buff cake it was been a long time so, so I went to the house um in the afternoon and I got the cake and I was like thank you so much um I blew up candles I couldn't tell you the last time I blown out candles you know the things you don't even realize you don't do I couldn't tell you the last time I had a birthday cake in fact I can the last time I had the birthday cake I think I was 26 or 25 so that was 10 years ago I had a birthday cake that's the last time I had a birthday cake that I remember 26 I think was the time I had a birthday cake um but I haven't blown out candles since I don't even know. I think it might have been my 26th still. Still. I think it might have been 25th or 26th was last time I blew out candles. We were skating. I had a, I, Everyone went to Derby. We were skating in Derby. No, was it Derby? I think it was Derby. And we had a cake and had my logo on it at the time. Um, Shouts to Ty who got me my cake. And Skate Lisa, I think it was. got me my cake. And I think I blew out candles at that time. I think. But yeah, I haven't. I haven't done um candles in like 10 years. I couldn't tell you, like maybe like 10 years. So it was really weird to blow out candles, but it felt really nice. I was like, oh, I need to do this. Um anyway, like super sad note. So did that, got cake, it cake, cake was buff, brought the cake home, was that I was gonna share with people. Then I just kept forgetting every time I went went to meet someone, I kept forgetting to take the cake. Um my sister took some cake, but I basically boxed off a seven-inch cake by myself, pretty much by myself. Mad, but the cake is buff. So I'm trying to get my niece to make it for so I'm trying to I'm celebrating my birthday in July at some point. Um so I'm trying to get my cake to I'm trying to get my niece to, to make it again for July because cake was so nice. The filling was like some chocolate mousse thing. I don't even know what I was like, I don't know how you're doing this, but the filling is like moussey but chocolate but nice. Oh my god, it was amazing. Anywho, basically what I realized is because I'm, I'm so I feel like I feel so abundant and I feel so blessed throughout the year. That even on my birthday, when I don't celebrate for my birthday, and this has been the past couple of years, I don't feel like, oh man, I don't feel like I've missed anything or I missed anything. And I'm ha- I mentioned to my friend that birthdays to me don't feel like, oh, what's the word? I don't want to say, I don't want to say a word that isn't the word I'm trying to say. Birthdays to me, my birthday, doesn't feel like. <sighs> I want to say, I want to say worthy, but that's probably not the word, but it doesn't feel like I should make a big deal to celebrate. There you go. It doesn't feel like, oh, I should make a big deal to celebrate this. It should be some big thing, you know, because I, my, my thought of it was, and for a long time, it was like, I never did anything to be born. 
I never did anything to celebrate my birthday. Whether I'm a bum, whether I've broken the law, whether I've been successful, whether I've, you know, been law-abiding, whether I've been, like, the best human in the world, no matter what I do, my birthday will come. I will be another year older, unless I'm obviously not on this earth living. Um, But regardless of what I do, as long as I'm breathing, I will have another birthday. You know what I mean? There's, There's nothing you can do or not do that, won't like you know your birthday will come i could literally do nothing for the next three years i will still my birthday will still come so to me it feels like i'm celebrating something that had nothing to do with me like oh it's just it's gonna happen regardless you know it's gonna happen so that's how i thought i just feel like mm, it doesn't really feel like something i i i feel like and then that sounds really weird but i feel like personally i would love to celebrate the things that i've achieved and the things that I've done, the thing that I, the things that I had a hand in creating, doing, or being. Yes, my personality, I have a hand in shaping. There are some things that are just like in your DNA, but there's certain things that you know you you shape about yourself, right? You're like, actually, I decided I'm going to be this type of person or that type of person, or I'm going to make sure I focus on this or make sure you know what I mean. You have a, you do have a hand in your personality and who you are as a human. You definitely have a hand in it. There's a base there already, but you have a hand in it. And even if you don't change anything about yourself, you had a hand in that because you're deciding not to change anything about yourself. Do you know what I mean? So that's on you. So I'd rather I'd rather celebrate the things that I've achieved. You know, um, being self-employed, for example um I think what did I celebrate last year being self-employed also my birthday and I celebrated being in my first exhibition um so things that I feel like I had a hand in right and I mentioned this to my friend the other day and she was like no I don't agree that's not going and she basically said Heather this is you shouts to you Heather Heather was like no I don't think you should have to do anything spectacular to celebrate being you I was like real talk she's like you just existing and you just being we should celebrate that we should celebrate you being you don't have to do anything spectacular you don't have to be the most amazing person you don't have to do anything the fact that you are here i'm getting emotional the fact that you're here and you're alive and you're born and you're on this earth yeah we should celebrate that we should celebrate your life i was like it's so true and it's so crazy because i think that about other people but just not about myself so much soul searching has happened. So I'm just like, right, it's actually so true. So yeah, I'm gonna celebrate my birthday. I'm gonna celebrate my life, you know, being alive and being here and all that kind of stuff, you know. You don't have to do anything amazingly spectacular to be celebrated. Just celebrate you because you are you and you are here and you exist in the world. And actually by existing in the world, you have impacted the world. Even though you didn't choose to be here, even though you don't choose growing older every year, you existing in the world impacts the world. Even when you feel like you don't, you've made an impact. Somehow, some way, in some shape or form, you existing has and will, and always will, make an impact. Regardless, you could literally be live in your house for a year and never leave your house. You're gonna make an impact because you're still um you're still adding to the economy because if you're still buying things, you're still consuming, you're still do you know what I mean? You are breathing air. You are making an impact on the world. So regardless of anything, to anyone that feels the same way or felt the same way, because I felt like it wasn't a negative thing, but it can kind of be a negative thing to think like, oh, I'm just, I grow every year while I celebrate my birthday. Like I grow every day. I grow every year. Like it's not a big deal, but actually it is a big deal. You know, you existing is a big deal. Your existence is the reason why the world is the way it is. You know, so that. 
So shouts to you, Heather, on that. I didn't really think about that, and I was like, mm, so true. Um, so I'll be still living my birthday every year. I always, even if it's, I'm not doing nothing like high key. No, I'm doing things bare low key, low maintenance. I ain't trying to organize anything because no, I don't mind having like birthdays where things happen and things are cool, but I don't want to be the one to organize it. Long thing. It's my birthday and I'm, and I'm organizing. Nah, long thing. I'm not trying to do that. So it's always, whenever I do my birthday, it's always low key. It's always just like, it's always me in it. I love to sit and chat, which is what I do, which is why I have this podcast. Um, I love to chat and exchange ideas and talk and debate and be like, mm, and like, you know, talk about stuff. Um, so my birthday will always have that element to it, like where people could just sit and talk. And I like to play games, but not like physical running around games. I mean, then games are cool too, um, and or not computer games, but actually like thinking games. But not like you have to know, um, you have to know. You don't have to know anything to play these games. Does that make sense? You know, some games where like you have to be good at politics, or you have to be good at maths, or you have to be good at spelling, or like or whatever, like things like that. It's like actually you have to be you know strategic or whatever. Like no, I like games that you that allow you to think in the moment. You don't have to have any prior skills. Like Mafia, I don't know if anyone's played Mafia, but like Mafia, like that. Like I like games where like you don't have to have done anything or know anything to come into the game. You know, there's some games that you play which are really cool. Like there's a game that Dion plays, my girl Dion, and um, she, like you know, like name that tune. Like you have to know the name of the tune, and you have to know which I I know songs, but I don't know songs. So I'm like this game frustrates the hell out of me because I know the song, I just don't know what it's called, and I don't know the words to it. But I know that I know that song kind of thing. So it's mad like that. Like I like games where you don't have to have any prior knowledge of anything. You could just be in it and play, like Mafia, right? Anyways. So, and like debatey stuff where you can just talk. And even if you don't know information, people are going to be talk or explain things or talk things out or say their side and be like, oh, okay, this, this, this. And you're kind of just debating, like, you know, through life and that, that kind of stuff. So I like things like that where there isn't, you don't have to have any prior anything. You could just be in it and just play the game, you know? Mind stuff that doesn't require you to know anything around in the earth. Because for me, I'm the kind of person... I'm very like I'm not of the world. It sounds so nuts because people feel like I'm so like of the world and you know this, and you know, you know social media and you know this. And I'm just like, mm, I know enough to get to get to get me by, and stuff where again, it doesn't require me to have any prior knowledge of anything else. Everything I need to know is in front of me, right? You know, learning about Instagram or learning about like marketing or whatever. Like, yes, they do change over time because things change over time, but. For me, it feels like um, I could just learn in the moment. I could just learn there now what it is now, what's current now, and, and use that kind of thing. That's kind of me. Anyways, usually, because I kind of went off on a tangent there, usually um, on my birthday, I'm super reflective, which I, I probably am right now, but I'm super re- reflective on my birthday. I'm kind of evaluating the year and the things I've done and things I've learned, and I'm always stuck in a different headspace, which is usually, which is really great. But that didn't happen this year. And I think that didn't happen this year because, I mean, I've had a few um, revelations, which I'm going to share with you. They're kind of personal, but I'm going to share with you because, I mean, you guys are my peoples. Um, And also, I'm my peoples. I'm talking to myself. Um, So, usually I have, like, this revelation. It's usually on my birthday. You kind of start evaluating life because for for your birthday, it's your end of year and start of year, right? It's your, this is the end of my year. This is the start of my year, right? We have the calendar year. Whatever, what's it called whatever the, the calendar year is called but in terms of years your birthday is your is your start of your year right 
So I'm very reflective and it works for me because I'm reflective at the end of the year also. And because my birthday's in June, it means I'm reflective twice a year, every six months, which just works out perfectly for me. So I wasn't super reflective this time. I was kind of just like, nah. it didn't even really feel like it was my birthday. So crazy. Um, but I think that's because I was mad reflective in April after my exhibition because I'd done something so major so much things had happened I'd learned so much I'd been pushed so much and I'd almost been in an incubation period where for three months I hadn't really chilled with or spoke to my peoples that I talked to regularly I was kind of just in something I'm in it I'm doing it I'm here I'm working towards something it was kind of just like you know tunnel vision um and to be in that space and to be creative and also have like challenges along the way it it was almost like that was my birthday. I had so much revelations. I mean, you guys heard that. You guys heard the podcast. Um, if you haven't, you can go back and listen to it. I don't know what when it is. I'm not gonna lie to you, but <laughs> I will probably link it in the description to let you know that the podcast I'm talking about. But it was super. Even throughout the whole time of doing my exhibition, it was very. I, I learned a lot. It was very expressive. I learned a lot of things. You know, a lot of things learned. A lot of revelations. So this time, as it came to my birthday, which is two months later, didn't really feel like I had a lot because I feel like I'm in a new space already it's kind of interesting but one revelation I had on my birthday was um so I was talking to my friend um she shall remain nameless for obvious reasons um so was my friend and she had just um broken up with her partner um like a couple of months ago and we were discussing why we feel like we attract the same type of person or why she attracts the same type of person. Um, I feel like, I didn't feel like when I was talking to her at the time, when we first started talking, that like I attract the same type of person, but I've realised that I do and I'll tell you why. So she was like, oh, I don't know why I attract the same type of guy. I kind of have the same, you know, and I think that happens with everybody. And, and I said to her, it's not just who you attract, it's who you choose because you have to say yes. Like, if someone comes to you, my little female, you have to say yes, right? Yeah, they may be attracted to you for certain reasons, but you also accept them for certain reasons. So it's not just like, oh, what am, what am I doing? What am I putting out of what? Well, also, what are you accepting, right? And my theory is we we gravitate to what we know, right? Um, and I'm not talking about the people that are attracted to you. I'm thinking about people that you say yes to, Yeah. You gravitate to what you know. Regardless of what you think, you gravitate to what you know. Anyone that does different in life, that goes for things different in life, has consciously made a conscious decision to do that and is working on it actively, right? Let me put that to the side for a second. Normally, as humans, we gravitate to what you know, which is also why we end up marrying or being with people that are like our parents because that's what you know. That's a personality you know. People find it so like, oh my God, I just I married my dad. You didn't. You married a personality that is familiar to you, which happens to be your father or happens to be your mother or, you know, it happens to be someone that you, I mean, you gravitate to the personalities that you know because we find comfort in knowing, in, in knowledge. I know how to be around this person I know how to do you know what I mean I'm used to this person it feels comfortable it feels familiar to me and familiarity they what does it say familiarity beats con- consent or con- con- contempt if familiarity beats contempt I don't know what that even what that thing means but essentially forget I said that that saying because I don't even know what that saying means but essentially you gravitate to what you know because you get you that familiarity even if that familiar familiarity familiarity is not good for you 
even if you've hated it every single time you've been in it, even if it's been so unhealthy for you, you gravitate to what you know. You almost like know how to handle yourself in that situation, even though it's not a situation you want to be in. You just know it so well that you know how to function in it, which isn't always a good thing. In fact, it's a bad thing if you if you are familiar with something that's not good for you. You know, when we talk about um, trigger warning as well, I'm about to talk about abuse and stuff. So if you want to lock off now, you can lock off now. Um, But when you talk about people that have been abused, whether that's physically, emotionally, mentally, they go back to that because that's what they know. There's some some sort of comfort and familiarity in that. People talk about, oh, why didn't you leave someone? Why didn't you leave him? Or why didn't he leave her? Or why did they, why are they, you know, if their parents have been so abusive to them or mentioned, why are they, because you know it. There's safety in knowing in not knowing and going into familiar places or people or situations you feel uneasy even if it's going to be good for you because you don't know what to do as humans we love to know what to do which is why children love children love um structure they like to be told what to do if you let a child running around you feel like oh no they they crave structure because human nature we crave being known we we crave um, having a position, knowing what part you play, even on, even on the lowest of lowest of lowest of, of, um, existence, you're like, I know I'm a woman, my part to play is this, even if that's subconsciously, I know I'm a man, I know I'm a human, I know I'm a black person, I know I'm a whatever, you kind of know what part you play in certain situations, right, and then that goes into the workplace, that goes into the family, that goes into so many things, you know what part you play, even if the gender roles are switched, you know what part you play, I'm the provider, I'm the carer, I'm the, you, 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 as much as we, labels are kind of like restricting, it's how we go in society. You know, this is your job. This is your role. You know, your role um, contributes to the to the how the world works, right? So even on a on a on a very simple level, not even just gender and race and them things. On a simple level, I know that I'm the the bus the dustbin man, and I know I do this when I do that. The roads are clean. Do you know what I mean? I know I'm the one who fixed the traffic lights. I'm a bus driver. I'm a lawyer. I'm. A, you know what part you play in the world. You know that keeps the world running. I know I work in McDonald's. You know that. I know it just keep. You know you have a role. Um, that's why we gravitate to what we know in terms of familiarity, right? We do that, and I think the same goes for partners. You know, so we gravitate to what we know, even if what we know has been bad for us, right? So I said to my friend, "Well, it's not just that. It's not just who attracted you, but it's who you pick," and unfortunately pick things that are familiar to us right even if those things are bad for us the moment I said that to her I realized something about myself because of all my partners I'm saying all my partners there's been like three or maybe like four um even and if I count the people that I haven't necessarily gone into full relationships with relationships with there's probably been like seven people that I've been like I don't even even want to say intimate because I haven't been intimate with all of them but people that I've been like you're getting to know right you're seeing them and I think of the seven of them, like four of them, I've been like in relationships with, right? And if you ask anyone that knows any of all of them, that if you ask anyone that knows all of them or knows of all of them, there's been no, um, there's been no um, physical um, trait that connects them all together. Like they all look different. They all, they're all just different. Like I don't, I don't think I necessarily have a type. But then I clocked, yeah. I was like, what's the familiarity thing with me and all the people that I've been with or liked? And I realised, this is going to sound so nuts, but I guess I need to say it out loud. I've said it to one, two other people. But I've realised that it's, um, 
um, being emotionally unavailable. I'm so used to people, to my partners, being emotionally unavailable. And it's so nuts because I feel like, oh, but if I'm, you know, out, emotionally outward, then they eventually will be. It's so nuts how you think, even even when I hear people say like, oh, I can change them. I'm like, no, you can't. But I've subconsciously thought that because I'm quite emotionally like out there as a person, I put my things out there, whatever. Um, I just think that they will as well, but it, they never have. It never has. I, I am attracted to people that I'm emotionally unavailable. So even now, I was talking to my friend and I was just like, oh, there's someone I like, da, 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 da. And my other friend asked, why do you like him? And I was like, I don't know. Like, And then I realised this person is emotionally unavailable. It's so nuts. Like, we talk and we chat and that's cool. But I'm like, oh my God, this person is emotionally unavailable. Maybe that point in their, in their, in their, in their, in their life they are right now, whether they will be going forward is a different situation. But right now, they're emotionally unavailable. So I was like, this is nuts. And then I was like, oh my God, every single person I've ever been with has been emotionally unavailable or just emotionally not able to express or put things out there or not wanting to, right? So I was like, oh my God. And even as I'm talking about it now, I'm like, the reason why I feel like that and the reason why I feel like I attract that is because, again, it's familiarity. Where did I learn that from? And I learned it from my parents. My parents are not emotionally output people. They have been more so now as I've gotten older, but, you know, that's now set. You learn things from zero to seven. So just say if you've got children and they're under seven, you are teaching them a lot of their core beliefs and skills and whatever between zero and seven. You learn Zero to seven are your informative years where you learn your personality, you learn things about you, all that kind of stuff. And my parents were not, um, you know, emotionally, you know, I don't think I ever heard my parents say I love you until I was in like my 20s, like late 20s, if if that, do you know what I mean? You never said that, you know, like you'd have hugs and stuff, but even then it's not like, I don't know, there wasn't a lot of like emotional, like, I, you know, like I love you. And it's not to say that we didn't think they did because, you know, I'm like, yeah, you think, oh, your parents love you. I think you have to kind of have that in your mind. Your parents, we love you, but there wasn't like emotional closeness there or anything like that. There wasn't like any, um, any of that kind of stuff. And I think because of that, that's what I see as love. What I've seen as a past as love. Oh, but someone's just being there. It's fine because they're there. And it's like, no, that's actually not enough. It doesn't work. And even when I think about my parents, it doesn't work. I don't have a close relationship with like my parents. It, even when you're thinking about parents wise, being emotionally unavailable doesn't, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me. I'm not close to my parents. I mean, yeah, I chat to my mom and she's cool and we're close and that's great. I mean, don't really chat to my dad like that. Me and my mum have had, you know, something I won't, I don't even know what it is, is that. But we're not like close, close. Like, you know, if I don't talk to my mum for like a month, I won't think, it won't be a weird thing for me. And that's, I don't know if that's sad or whatever, but for me, it's kind of just, it's kind of just like my reality, right? If I don't talk to my dad for two, three, five, ten years, I'm just like, nah. You know, if my dad, let's, let's put this in, my dad calls me, um... I'm I'm looking at the phone. I'm thinking why he calls me. In fact, he called me last week, um, and I was looking looking at the phone for a long time. I was thinking, why is he calling me? This is weird. Um, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Whereas if my mom calls me, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll answer the phone. You're usually gonna ask something, or she might check in. But it's not like every. It's not regularly. Do you know what I mean? So anyway, I feel that that's why I choose people that are emotionally unavailable because that's what I've learnt that love is. Even though that's not the truth. That's what, and I've only just discovered this on my birthday. And even this whole thing about parents and emotional and and being emotionally unavailable, 
I've only just done that now as I'm talking to you now on the podcast. I've only just realized that actually, yeah, that's the reason why. Because my parents weren't, you know, they didn't do that. And that's not their fault. You don't really do those, like, coming from a Nigerian background in Nigeria, I don't ever see, like, affectionate and affection being shown from parents to children. You just don't do that. You just don't show that affection to your children um, in Nigeria. And that's just my understanding of Nigeria and my experience of Nigeria. You just don't show that affection to your children. You just don't do that. Not normally. There are, probably, there are definitely parents that do it, Nigerian parents that do it, that are born and raised in Nigeria, they do it. But on a normal level, you just don't show that affection to your kids. You don't hug. I don't really see parent, Nigerian parents hug or kissing their, their children. Or I don't really see that. And I see that, if I see that it's here in this country, not necessarily Nigeria, and um and it's usually like a younger generation of like Nigerians. It's not like sixties and above people that are that sixty years and above. You know, you just don't show that affection to your children. And I think that is can be a damaging trait. Um, and again, that get perpetuated, right? Because if that's what you think love is, that's what you know love to be. Then you pick someone that's the same thing. And if it doesn't work for you, it just it's just a vicious cycle, right? So now I'm like, raw. This is probably why I haven't had a. Uh, one successful relationship, but also a relationship in a long time where I feel like I want to be with anyone because I need, I still need to, to learn things for myself. So I'm just like, whoa, some sick revelations on my birthday. Like I've realized that, yeah, I need someone that's going to be like affectionate and like huggy and kissy and all those kind of things. I need that. And I want that. And it's interesting because I don't think I perpetuate that as a person. People might look at me and not think I, I want that. I need that. But I do. Like I am an, uh, I feel like I can be an affectionate person. I know it's inside me to do that, but um, I guess I probably haven't had the opportunity. Oh my god, am I gonna cry? I think I've had the opportunity to do that. I've never felt safe enough with somebody to do that. I'm giving you guys, I'm giving you guys so much right now. It's so nuts. Um, I don't think I've been safe enough to do that. If I'm honest, so I'm like, I I feel like that's what I need, and that's also what I want. I want someone that's, like, super affectionate and super, like... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, not super, but, like, affectionate. That says it, that shows it, all that kind of stuff, you know? Shows it physically, not just by, like, saying it, but, like, actually showing it, you know? Um, On a regular, regular, like, on a regular. You know, you see families and they kiss before they go or they hug and they have little, you know, husbands and wives and do that stuff, and it feels so fairy tale to me. But I'm sure there are people that do that, you know? So... Yeah, that's what I I I can't I realize that my attraction is people that are emotionally unavailable, but that's not what I should be choosing. Um, even though I'm familiar with that, I need to choose someone who isn't. And I think in the past, when I think about it, there's been two opportunities when people have been very forth, men have been very forthcoming and very like this so much like it. It was so scary to me that I was like, nah, it's not real. I remember being like, you don't mean it. Like he don't mean it. Like it's not. Mm, that's is that even real? No, you're trying to trick me. And I and I've I had two instances when that's happened where I've been like, nah, they're trying to trick me. Like what? And obviously they're gone in it. They're just like, well, if you don't feel the same, I'm out. You know. And rightly so. You know. I've been like, and I've and there's one. I'm like, oh man, I want. I I wonder what if. Because a really nice guy really liked him. He liked me. And I just thought like, nah, I don't believe you. I don't believe you like me. I don't. Be- I just didn't believe it. You know. It was so crazy. I was like, mm, I was so scared. I was actually so scared. And I, at least now I know why. You know, I was so afraid. I was like, why am I... Because I found a picture of him the other day. We went out on a date and we took pictures and I have like a little key ring. Um, and I was like, why did this not work out? And I was thinking about this a couple of weeks ago and now I realise why. I was so afraid. Like, I was so afraid of like, that this is not real, that you're trying to trick me. That I was like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go with this. I don't believe... I was just in my head, I was thinking, you like my friend, you don't like me. Because him 
when I was in that age, there was a friend that, and I've had this a lot in my life, there was always a friend that people liked, that guys liked. It was never me, it was always a friend. You know, so I was like, mm, no, you don't, you like my friend. And he was like, no, I don't. And I was, you know what I mean? It was like, it was like I like you. Like, moved to me, took me on a date, everything, it was so great. And I was just like, this is so nice, but this is not real. Like, this is fake. Like, what? How sad is that? That when someone's telling you something, that's so mad, you know, when I'm thinking about it now. I was in my early 20s. I think I was like, I think I was 19 or 20 around that time. And I was so like, yeah, I wasn't even, I was, I think I was 19. I was actually like, I was 18, 19. It was a bit older than me. Um, I think it was like three, four years older than me. And I remember thinking, yeah, this isn't real. And that's so sad to think that someone's telling me to my face with actions and with everything, saying it, showing it, everything. And I'm just like, no, this isn't real. I just didn't call him. I just didn't holler. And that was it. Just didn't. Because I was like, here, this guy's trying to trick me. Sad, man. Sad. And here I am, what, 15 years later, realising it? I'm glad I realise it now. and not in like my 60s or 70s. It feels, it does feel a bit, a, a bit late, but I'm like, you know, you're mid-30s, Taurus. you still got time, you still shrink spring chicken, still look like I'm in my 20s, do you know what I mean? Still look like, still youthful and all of that. I've got time, but now I'm just like, okay, noted, I'm now making an active decision to choose people that are going to be that, and only choose people that are going to be that. Everyone else is like, nope, if you ain't showing it, I'm not about it. Like, if you are not, as in like, you can say it to your blue in the face. If you're not showing it, then I'm out, you know? And I need to do the same because I've definitely got a wall up. I need to do the same where I'm like, I need to be forthcoming as well. Even though from now to whenever, they may not be successful, but I still need to be forthcoming with how I feel and, and show that too. That's one thing I've learned as well as over last year. Like I didn't, I wasn't... It's hard for me, man. I'm shy. People don't think I'm shy, but I'm mad shy. But I feel like in the right space and the right person I feel like I could be more open but I just need time but anyway that got a bit emotional because I could feel the ball in my throat that got super emotional but um yeah I just I realized that on my birthday and it's only been like what five days since my birthday but I feel like I've learned so much that's why I love these podcasts man so much comes out but um yeah man that's 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 where I'm at that's where I'm at and I'm glad I'm at that person at that point because before if someone had asked me, do you know what you want? I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I know what I want. But now I'm like, oh, do you know what you need? And I'm like, before I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I'm like, no, I actually know. Like with evidence. Before it was like, oh, this is what I desire. Da, 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 da. But now it's like with evidential evidence. That's not even a real thing. But with evidence from past, from my past. And not just romantic relationships, but just relationships in general. I've, um, yeah. I've 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 concluded this. This is where I'm at in life, and I'm like, yo, this is, there's evidence to show that this is what it is, you know. And I in in me, I feel like I want to be more like, you know, showy and huggy and kissy. I want. I feel that in me. I just I've never had the opportunity because I've always been with guys that are emotionally unavailable. So why am I gonna do? That? I'm like, I'm not gonna do that because they're not gonna. It's not gonna be received well, right? It's interesting, isn't it? And I read people quite well. So even if I'm like, mm, I wouldn't do it because I feel like they wouldn't really reciprocate. I wouldn't, you know what I mean? Thinking all these things. You shouldn't be thinking this way in a relationship. You shouldn't be thinking strategically or all these things in a relationship. It's not, you know? Anyways, that's me. I feel like I've given you guys so much, um, so much. I don't even know if that's been helpful. If it has, let me know. If you listen and you're not the four people I mentioned in the beginning, let me know. 
holler at me let me know tours and listen man i'm here um if that was helpful for you or enlightening for you i feel like it was super helpful for me maybe it was for you maybe it might settle in your subconscious for a couple of months and then you might be like oh my days like six months later if that happens to you holler at me holler at man i'm not a man but holler at me you know what i mean um but yeah that's me that's me i'm glad i did this episode i'm glad i did this week even though it was a day late i'm glad i did it so um yeah that's me i'm trying to get more guests on the show and just chat about stuff in life um i'm gonna get jason on again i've been saying it for a while but i'm gonna get him on again um and we'll talk and that's it for me so thank you for your time thank you for your ears and you'll hear from me next week peace bye